Hi, I'm Jesse, and you're listening to I Am Thinking About You, the podcast where I talk to my friends. I turned 30 years old this week, and to commemorate the occasion and the feelings, I asked three of my friends to talk to me about being in their 30s. In the first episode of this mini-series, I talked to my friend Milan about what it was like turning 30 in a pandemic. If you haven't listened to that yet, you should go listen to that first because we're going up in age in each episode. So we're getting older every episode. And you're about to listen to the part two of this three-part series. My guest today is Eunice Bay. She's in her mid-30s. And the conversation you're about to listen to is actually our first voice interaction or real interaction. I don't know how you would qualify it, uh, since it was still virtual, but we were talking. We have been following each other on Instagram for a few years, but we have never interacted outside of the social media sphere until now. And we still haven't met in real life, but it felt like we have known each other for a long time and we had lots to talk about. Um, We talked about solo traveling, career stuff, how the pandemic impacted our mid-30s, parenthood, and what the ideal birthday slash celebration would look like. Hi, Eunice. Hi, Jesse. Nice to meet you. We've never met before. I went. It's okay. I was thinking about this and I was like, I don't think I've actually ever met Jesse in no, person. No, we haven't. No. Yeah. And I was trying to think, like, how do we know each other? So, so I think I started following you on Instagram, maybe. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I was thinking about it and I found you on Instagram and I was like, how did I find her on Instagram? And it was because I used to subscribe to the Girls' Night in. Oh, okay. This makes a lot of sense now. And then because as I, I think you know this because as like consumers of American media, mm-hmm. when you find something about Toronto in your American media consumption, yes. you're like, oh, I, I want to know who this person is that's consuming the same media that I am. So I think when they were doing the meetups or the book club or the something like clubs, that, yeah, probably. I saw you're like, I was like, oh, she's in Toronto. That's like so rare and cool because I was like, Toronto's never relevant in these, like, I don't know how you, you know, that's really, yeah, so never. I was like, oh, first of all, there's a book club in Toronto from this thing I subscribe to, but also B, I was like, oh, she's Asian. Like, I have to know her, obviously. (laughs) Like, and then I maybe I just started following you. I don't remember what happened because I never went to any of those events. Like, because it was just like, I just never book club meetings. But I guess the surprising thing was like, they didn't expect you to follow me back. I think that was it. Like, but yeah, it's not like I comment or introduce myself. I just like showed up, followed you one day and that was like, that was it. And then, um, oh man. Okay. That explains a lot. I think honestly though, okay. Yes, definitely. Girls Night In weekly newsletter. I actually ran the Toronto Book Club meetup. Like I was one of the two hosts with a friend of mine, Adrienne. Um, but then I like finagled my way into being the program's operations lead, like part time. Wow. So like I also had like an in into like the like helped build the other, helped expand the other city book clubs and whatever. But like early on, I was also like always like messaging Alicia or like sending emails and then like that's just how I like you know when you like reply and they like have like reader comments or whatever I would like get a suggestion in and they would take my recommendation and then during the book club thing they did like host um socials or takeovers and so like I did a couple and that's probably part of how yeah we did yeah and also can I just say like 
going to a random stranger book club to talk about a book is scary. So that's probably why you didn't go. But anyway, yeah, I'm glad we figured out how. I mean, I've okay. My philosophy is if I feel like I could know you IRL or like meet you, I'll follow you back. And if you're active on Instagram, I'll like I'll follow you back. So that was probably why I followed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I asked you to be my guest because I know you were interested in being a guest. But I also realized when I was thinking about doing this special, you were kind of on the top of the list. But also because I read your newsletter oh, about yeah. turning 35, right? This year. This Woof. year, yeah. 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 So I think, and then, and then that sort of registered in the back of my mind because, like, half an hour ago, I was reading that thing again. I was like, "Oh, she said that." I was like, "That's why I was like wanted to talk to her." Because yeah, so, you're turning thirty this year. Yeah, I'm turning thirty in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, yesterday I recorded with my friend Milan, and then he turned thirty last year. So I was mm. just like asking him what it's like about, and then I was like, "Okay, I will talk to you know someone in their mid thirties, and then I'll talk to someone in their 40. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had to like, and then I realized. Oh, I had to do them like sequentially too, which kind of worked out. Because then you you were like, "Oh, I'm free this day." I was like, "Great!" I was just doing another one yesterday. So, so things are top of mind for you as you enter this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a very interesting discussion yesterday. Like there were things that I went prepared to ask him, and I didn't. Um, it went a different direction than I thought it would be, but it was funny because your newsletter that that specific one I'm referring to also covered mm-hmm. some of the topics we talked about so I was like oh like maybe this theme will like come out like it's just something that happens when you're in your 30s you just want to talk about how you feel about your friends and your family and like your parents and like you know it's it's that's yeah um, it's a weird it's a weird time I actually remember turning 30 actually mo- no that's why I remember the feelings around turning 30 and what I ended up doing, sorry that it was pre-pandemic, but I um, I went to Paris for two weeks by myself. Oh my God. That's so, so your birthday's in August? It is in August. Okay. Okay. So mine's like a month after yours. Um, or just like a month and a half, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking in terms in terms of astrology. I know yeah, I know guys. you're you're a Leo. I, okay. I'm a Leo, yeah, so Leo. the season season after your season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I actually do. I'm gonna backtrack again. I do remember what how I felt when I turned thirty. But like the whole idea was like I'm gonna go to Paris and like it's my favorite city. I love all my friends know how much I love being in Paris. Even I even I know that. Like, right? Like yeah. everyone knows how much I love Paris. I I had a friend, like an acquaintance friend who was in Paris already. So like I got to hang out with her for a bit, but like I went for two weeks by myself. You were just in I, Paris for two weeks. Like you didn't go to no other Canada place. Like the year prior, I, yeah, the year prior, I went to London for a week and mm. then Paris for a week. Mm. That was sort of like a primer. And then the yeah, year yeah. after is when I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do this. Like, why not? Is is this your second time? That was your second time in Paris. This is my third time. The first oh, okay. time I went backpacking with my younger brother. Oh, I see. Um, and we hit up like so many cities in yeah. like five and a half weeks or so. Wow. We had like extended stays in like Paris, London, Barcelona. And then a few like places in between. So, but that's when I knew that Paris was my favorite. And then that's why I've gone back yeah, many yeah. times. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. So I actually ended up waking up. Like my, my last full day was in Paris. Yeah. On my 30th birthday, I woke up 
it was raining, which was sort of not sad. It was like very beautiful, I would yeah, say. Yeah. And of course, had all the social media, like all the text messages starting to pour in t- from like my friends who knew I was par- in Paris. So yeah, they're yeah. like, I'm going to send it bef- like Paris times yeah, so yeah. that you get it. I was like, that's really sweet of you. Um, why are you up so late? Uh, <laughs> and then so I had my last full day there. And then the next morning I flew back home and went to a friend's uh, bachelorette party in Prince Edward County. <laughs> I mean, that's I I can I don't think I could do that anymore. Oh yeah, so um, definitely, yeah, that sounds stressful. Straight oh, to, and yeah. not even in Toronto, you're going straight to like. Oh yeah, I flew in. It's fun. Got onto the train and took this train directly to Prince Edward County and got a pickup from there. And then it was a bachelorette weekend, and and it was lovely. But like, I remember waking up and just feeling very settled and happy that I did this trip for myself wow yeah because did you is there a specific reason you I guess it was just you had to come back for your bachelorette party mm-hmm. but um because I was just surprised you spend the, it was your last day yeah so week. it was partly because I think the Monday prior was the civic holiday weekend mm. so like I just you know like when you're in your career and you like and you have limited vacation days yeah, yeah. you like to plan it over long yeah, weekends yeah. so you use as few as possible yeah yeah yeah. so it worked it ended up working yeah, out yeah. that um i could do those two weeks and then come yeah, back yeah. but i think otherwise like i was initially annoyed that i had to do the bachelor party that weekend but i think that's still like august is a random time to go to europe and france and expensive to go to paris so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it was just it worked out yeah that's so yeah. good like, were you scared? Did you have friends there? Like, were you scared of being alone? Or I think because I went to London, Paris the year prior, I have friends in London. Mm. I had the year prior, my friend, I had a friend in Versailles. So I went to go see her. And then I still hung out in Paris for a week by myself. And I wasn't so scared this time around because that friend that was in Versailles actually moved to Paris proper. <laughs> so she and I hung out. There's also like I randomly my trip overlapped with someone else's trip that I know from acquaintances in yeah. Toronto. So we got to hang out then, too. But I don't think I'm no, I'm not really scared about traveling alone. I think because I get to do what I want. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. I was just so it's funny you mentioned that because I yesterday I just bought I bought plane tickets to I was like go to Paris, but not like, OK, so there's this. Late last year, I found this DJ and like slash composer uh-huh. um, who composed classical music, but also like electronics. Oh, cool! And so he did this orchestra tour, and he's do he did it like in 2019, and then he's doing it again. There's a European tour in fall of this year. Okay. And I was like, he's doing a set in Oshega, but I was like, that's not going to be the orchestra thing he's doing. No. And then I was like, what if I go to Paris to see the show? Jesse, shut up! This is I, well, I have a friend in Paris. Like I went a couple years ago, like right before the pandemic hit. So I was like. Why not? And then I have another friend who's moving to Venice for school. And I was like, I haven't seen her in a few years. So I was like, I'm going to like. I'm shaking my head. You should do all of this. Oh, I did. I bought bought the tickets and then I bought my plane tickets yesterday. Um, So yeah, I was just like, yeah, it's great. And I was like, I love that I could just do that. Just like, just go. Um, So yeah, that's happening in September. So I mean, that's so great. So hopefully everything uh, goes well. Yeah. And then I I bought a ticket to London. 
because I realized everything kind of have to well you can't fly direct to Venice I was like okay I'll just go to London and then maybe yeah. meet up with a friend for like a dinner and then I'll like go to Venice and then from Venice I'll make my way to Paris at one point um but I it's mean, like it's a very short thing is I only have like five days like six days I could take okay yeah so I was like sandwiched with like two weekends so it's kind of like a rushed trip but I've been to you know London and Paris before so it's like not yeah. a super big deal like it's like I just go where my friends are I think it's why it's like my routes are so weird it's always just depending on who I'm going there to see like definitely um, so yeah and it makes it easier when you're traveling by yourself when you have friends in those places yeah. Yeah. so like this last time my friend one of my good friends in London actually like came to visit me while I was in Paris just because it was easier for her to yeah. do that then yeah, yeah and like honestly I don't think that doing a backpack trip or even like a rushed trip like yours that's yeah. coming up I can't do that now I'm I'm like stuck in that hole I need extended stays and yeah no I, and I'm I fine agree with that. yeah I yeah I mean that's why I was like I'm not intended to stay in London for like three like it's, London's just gonna be like a day like over and then I'm out of there and then mm -hmm. I want to spend more time in like Venice where I've actually not been and then originally I was going to rush back. I have five days. I was like, okay, I maybe I don't take the Monday off. And I was looking at flights. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, because the concert's on Saturday. And I was going to fly back the next day. And I was like, you know what? No. No, fly, <laughs> fly back, back on the Monday. Monday. Like, it's fine. I have this extra day I'm going to take. That's why I was like, I can't rush anywhere. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I asked you if you were going to be like, because like, I mean, I've traveled alone before. But it's always like, you know, like I have some kind of, like, well no actually Paris yeah I had a friend in Paris but I went to Rome one time by myself it was enough to see but I was like oh I've never done two weeks on my own I was like I'm not sure how that would like go so yeah I mean we can talk about this another time too yeah, but yeah. like <laughs> it, I think I just I think my purpose of doing that trip was with my 30th in mind yeah, yeah, though yeah, yeah. because I was like true, I'm yeah. gonna do this by myself yeah. for myself yeah, going yeah. into my 30s and like waking up in my favorite place and doing the things that I wanted to want to do leading up to it and like I think that like that sort of carried a theme throughout my 30s mm. I would say like I'm in this weirdest place right now and I know I've sort of I've talked about it in my newsletter, but um, I've since been let go from my crypto job, which I am totally fine and happy about because I jokingly tell my friends and tell people, but it's the truth. All my gray hairs are from this past job. So it's like been sort of a relief. And I've been on this sabbatical this past year, essentially. Um just figuring stuff out and like reframing how I'm approaching and thinking about my 30s or like who I am and I'm not worrying I'm not worrying as much about what expectations are there like what expectations people have for me if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. I think like I'm a big believer in that like up to your 30s I would say that like we're tr still trying to navigate adulthood well like in our 20s we're navigating adulthood under the guise of what society expects from us mm. like so we most people typically go to university post-secondary education or start start their early careers in their 20s and then they're trying to navigate being this like baby adult making money for themselves for the first time or like having this weird sense of independence most folks like move out into their 
own place and start paying all the rent and utilities and like learn how to have a roommate and all those things. Right. And it's just like society is telling us these are how the things that you have to do. And I think for the longest time, there are also these expectations of being married in your 20s or finding your person in your 20s and then moving on from that. But I think once you're in your 30s, like it's sort of less of an excuse now. Like you don't have like and as much of an excuse of having society's expectations, now you have to venture out from your past 10 years of knowledge. Oh, so now you're okay. like moving into your 30s with like who you know yourself to be from the past 10 years and like how you want to keep moving forward, I would say. And I mean, I think that's really important. That changes the way you approach things because ultimately, Wow, I'm like on this weird soapbox right now. But like, I think I honestly think now is the time where you're like really pushing for things for yourself. Mm, Yeah. And like I talked about this part in my newsletter with regards to friends and like some friends like prioritizing certain things, families, friendship, other friendships, relationships. And for me, like I'm currently living at home in my mom's home and I left when I was 19 like I haven't had this like the longest I've been at home since leaving for university was a year and three months so I've not reached that threshold yet in this time around but it's Mm. different in my 30s now because I'm just now navigating that whole like okay how much do I do things for my family Mm. and how do I navigate still doing things for myself and it's a weird thing to juggle, but I think as as much as I fight with my mom, because we're very similar, but very different, as much as I fight with her, like, I'm still thinking very selfishly. Like, I still have my stuff that I need to do and I want to accomplish. So yeah. that's like a lot of stuff to to figure out. How many siblings do you have? I have one younger brother. I think he's like a year older than you. Oh, okay. Both yeah, in their thirties, both yeah. living at home. Both well, living mom, at home. It's, it's, it's great. It's fun. I guess your mom never like expected that, or I honestly have no idea what she expected. Mm. My brother never really left a parent's home, mm. so like he's been living with family this whole time. And I wonder if I, I do wonder if it was in reaction to me, le- me being uh-huh. gone and needing my own independence and stuff. But who knows? He's also yeah. the younger sibling, so. <laughs> I'm an only child, so So. (laughs) I do whatever I want. (laughs) Expectations are different. Yes, very different. (laughs) Almost non-existent, kind of. (laughs) It's kind of everything and also nothing at the same time. Yeah, that I can see. Yeah, it would be like, oh, all my expectations are on you. Well, it's already failing. Like, you know, you have no second choice, so you got to choose your expectations, like, wisely. Like, you know, you only have one basket. (laughs) Oh, yeah, seriously. So, you know, like, pick your battles. Like, (laughs) yeah. I am 35 this year and I think I realized that now like even being at home I do still have a lot of choice and I am making a lot of choices for myself and my future Mm. and I have more confidence in that I think like yes I'm living at home unemployed as much as I like to dress it up as a sabbatical but like I have that safety right now being at home and I think if I wasn't I would have made many different choices but because I have this flexibility and this privilege like I can figure out which direction I want to go with my career, which is what I've been really focusing on because 
career sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah, it does. It doesn't suck. It makes me money. And I actually do like, I'm in people ops, so I actually do like connecting with people and helping people. But it's mm. it sucks to think about it in a way that makes you question a lot of what you've worked towards. Mm. Did you always want to be in people ops or is this something no. you just end up being? Like, from like, like, yeah, I know people ops is such an interesting Ops service. is it's such a, new, yeah. like, I don't know if people even ever really choose to go into any sort of operations, operations. or people. I, yeah, I'm in marketing ops, so... <laughs> I like doing OBS. It makes me feel useful. Yeah. I mean, I like knowing everything and I like yes. being the person that knows, knows everything. everything. <laughs> I also like being right and yeah. telling people what to do. Like, I, I, I say this with a bit of shame or I, I just, not yeah, really. That's something of everyone I know in operations, <laughs> kind of. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. And ultimately, like, I do like helping people. Like, I like getting them the right information and yeah. like having them see how they can do things better or like finding ways to do things better so that's why I'm in people ops but I never thought I was gonna be in this like I, I started off in oh talking about being in your 20s and not figuring out what to do like I started off school focusing on science I ended <sighs> with a liberal studies degree with a specialization in psychology and a fine arts studio minor. Like, totally different than my 19-year-old <laughs> self thinking that she was going to be a doctor. Yeah. Did you have interest in being a doctor at that point? Or was it like a like an Asian pressure thing? Like, or just feel like you, like my you, mom, you didn't know what to choose? And like, Yeah, my mom likes to say that she didn't force me <laughs> to choose that career path. But yeah. like... You and I both know and any other East Asian, other Asian person with like immigrant parents knows the low key subtle but not so subtle pressure that they give towards a professional career. So like, mom, I'm sorry, you did tell me that you wanted me to be a doctor. And that's what I thought I was going to do going in. So like, lo and behold. Well, a good thing is you switch out of it pretty quickly. Oh, not quickly. My oh. undergrad was a long undergrad. Oh, okay. Well, some people made it through, you know, more than halfway and then like, oh. Yep. So it, yeah. it's fine. But it's fine, yeah. I think like during those times, like just looking at my 20s to my 30s now, I'm just like, even 10 years ago, I think I was starting my career 10 years ago. And so it was, it's and like very imposter syndrome filled. I'm not saying I'm it's not still present now. Yeah. I do think that there is a presence of imposter syndrome to a certain degree now, but also like there's a stark difference of like I think I can do it, but I don't know if I'll do it well, and that's me being in like my 20s. Okay. Versus now like I know I can do it well. I know I could do it. But do I want to do it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so many jobs i think like i don't know if it's a 20s thing or if it's an early career thing or if it's your first job in like an industry or a job function you've never done before versus getting a more senior or like having your second job in you know maybe mm -hmm. the same track but like a different place a little bit different because i felt the same way like you know like right now my job is very similar to the job i used to have it's like you know at a bigger company like the pay's better and like it's like so kind of the same but similar but then i also ask myself a question if i like, given like another like maybe a slightly more different role like 
where it might be yeah. more challenging i'll be like i might mean, probably could do it but it's like do i, do wanna I want to do, deal with it like all the extra stuff and also like so i guess partly maybe it's like a challenge thing but also it's like it has to be like a good mix of newness like a freshness mm-hmm. like enough in your comfort zone but also enough that's like different and then like yeah obviously you know like conversation is a big part of it because sometimes everything could check that box but like, the conversation you're just like well like i don't want to like it's not worth it half the time yeah like, yeah, in yeah those exactly cases. like and we're like kind of once you hit like 30s you're like when you were younger you could still kind of lie to yourself yeah. and be like it will be worth it but now you're like no it's not <laughs> Or like, it will be worth it. Or like, I can sacrifice X for this amount of money. Or like, like, I have enough of a safety and confidence in myself that I can just do this maybe for a little bit, maybe for a longer X period of time. Yeah. And like, I'm worth that. And it's really funny too, because now like, now that so many of my friends that are my age are also like in that level of their career, they might actually be a little bit ahead of me too, just because of how quote unquote late I started compared yeah, yeah. to them. And it's like, okay, like we have problems and things that we can figure out and talk about openly. And we realize that some things aren't worth it. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I also started my career late, but it is because, you know, you have, you know, friends like sort of my age, if you've been working as soon as you go out of school or like mm-hmm. either manager, you know, director, grade. And then, and then part of me is like, like you, you manage people, like you, you people report to you. Like, <laughs> like first of all, like that, but also second of all, it's like, I oh, don't want to work with you professionally. Like, I don't want to know what you're like professionally because I might be terrified. Like, I don't know what kind of person you are, you know, like good for you. But also part of me is like, oh, like, I don't know if, if we met at work i don't know about like you as a person kind of type situation maybe but at the same time it's also like they're also coming back to this i was like i've been working too hard and i was like no shit like like yeah, yeah like why don't you just chill like, you should just be more like me just chill like it's so funny because like i think the pandemic has really opened people's eyes to like how they want to spend their time and i yeah. think there's a like unfortunately i think there's a bit more flexibility in terms of money cushion that people in their 30s do have to mm-hmm. like like resign or like find a new place or like move around but then there's also I have friends who are getting married or married or have kids or going to have kids and like moving to rural areas or smaller places and things like that and it's just like it makes you really realize like how your priorities have shifted prior to pandemic or even as like we're in this new stage of life yeah yeah uh you wrote about like losing the two years of your Mm. 30s and how hard it's been it's funny because i actually it didn't occur to me until i was talking to my friend yesterday and he brought up the same thing and i was like oh yeah that's that's true and then you also mentioned that in your newsletter yeah um you lamented about like missed opportunities for making new friends or meeting new people and new experiences like was it something like that you were like expecting to do a lot in your 30s or that something or just in life in general is that specifically like i don't think it was necessary necessarily about my 30s but I think so that actually stems from me questioning whether I want to be a parent like if I want to be a mother yeah and um I know there's lots of talk I think and as um women there's a lot of pressure for that but there's a lot of talk in that like people are like you know if you'll know or like whatever I'm like no I actually don't I think I'm single right now. I'm childless. I don't necessarily have plans to become a mother. Yeah. 
But I also don't put it off the table in terms of depending on if I find the right guy and he's the right partner that I want to spend my life with and if they'll be the best kind of father that I would work with, right? Like all these things. So that lamenting actually stemmed from, oh shit, I'm going to be 35. And so those are like two really important years, I think, in terms of fertility. Mm, And so I caveat, I have not spoken to a doctor or looked into this because I don't know how serious I am about Mm, approaching that. That's part of it. And then like these past two years, I would say, (laughs) I'm, I'm laughing because like, I would like to think that I actually make friends pretty easily. Same, yeah. And I don't know where this is going, and yeah. <laughs> but like, it's that's part. That's not necessarily the problem. It's actually for me. It was like dating was the problem. Yeah. Because I can make friends easily because there's a level of trust and like a level that hasn't a vulnerability that I can broach. But then dating is just like there's so much pressure around it and like finding your quote unquote life partner that it's just it's hard. Yeah. And also let alone the fact that we're in Toronto. So that's another (laughs) added layer of uh, stereotypes and things. So. All right, we'll we'll continue this discussion later. But yeah, I have the same, I feel the same way you do about having kids. Like I I didn't grow up thinking, oh, I need to be, like get Mm -hmm. married or have a kid, right? But I'm like, if it happens, it happens, like it's fine. But like, it's not up to me, you know? But also like, I don't want a kid enough on my own that I would do it on my own. Exactly. So like, because I've seen, I was like, I I don't think it's worth the trouble. Like, you know, like I personally, not for me. Like, I don't want to raise a kid by myself. Um, so maybe we should all just start a commune, like <laughs> me, you, and some other girlfriends. We'll just like buy a house, adopt some kid, you know, have some babies. <laughs> I mean, so so yeah. Let's see if this podcast will a get you a job and b find you a baby daddy. I mean, who who knows really? Yeah, like, and I think. Yeah, like, put it out here <laughs> well i don't even know if i want to manifest that right now maybe yeah. the job part yes, yeah yeah, yeah. But- okay i will leave you a end note at the end you can put up classified like <laughs> people ops looking for a oh my goodness um, um yeah but no like the lamenting was around that and the fact that like i've lost opportunity to meet people in person again um oh man i was gonna say something else two years of two years of that but even oh man yeah i can't even remember now i think meeting people in person is very hard like i mean we met online so yeah like i I have a much easier time making friends online than in person i guess but i guess it depends if you show up at the same kind of events enough times you eventually be like who are you i recognize you hi i see you all oh didn't i see you at the last one Part of my lamenting too was because I was living by myself right, in, my, yeah. in a downtown condo, yeah, with no roommates for once in my life, and like I had all these plans for like dinner parties as one does <laughs> in their thirties, but mostly because like I love cooking, so yeah, like yeah. I want to bring people together through food and hang out with people. So that's where a lot of the lamenting was from, like losing that time to spend together and build those like deeper relationships with and like have those excuses to like have people over not that no one's invited to my huge overly large sized single (laughs) home in suburban pickering my mom would happily have people (laughs) over just it's a bit of a trek i think people will come over yeah but also it's like 
It's so far, Jesse. Like, I just can't even deal with being out of here. I don't drive. Wait, I was going to ask. So, how long have you been home now? I would say since October 2021. Okay. Yeah. What year is it? Since October 21. It's like half a year, more than half, eight, eight months. Yeah. Yeah, or so. I can't yeah. do the math off the top yeah, of my yeah, head. Yeah. I'm feeling the itch, so starting to look at jobs again. But honestly, I know we, you wanted to talk about being in my mid-30s, but... Oh, this is, this is fine. It's like all all similar, I think, to what your th- friend who just yeah. heard. I think a lot, of, a lot of... And I hope you're the person that you're talking to next, like, hopefully or maybe reassures us that it gets better. But, like, I feel like a lot of the issues that we all have have to do with work and relationships. Mm. Be that friendships, which I think are very important and how those change, but we're all, like, figuring things out. I think it's just less of a stress of will people like me versus, like, how do I keep my friends (laughs) as we grow in different ways? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think he'll yeah, he'll probably agree with that too. But also like managing time. He he's a parent, so mm. that's why I wanted to like yeah get like a variety, like a diverse perspective. That'll be interesting. Um, Am I your first woman guest, Jesse? No, I have interviewed. There is not out yet. It's just <laughs> yeah, I, it's I, I bit off more than I can chew. Um, you you have also been finishing a master's it, so I mean, like yeah it's okay yeah i my initial plan was like i will record every week and then a new pastor was like okay oh, whatever i had I, to <laughs> i overestimate like i underestimated how long it takes to edit an episode but i just i guess it's just because i just take very like i'll be like i need to listen to every word and make sure this section sounds right um yeah so I have trouble writing a newsletter every week. Like, I yeah. missed this past week because I, it was oh. just too chaotic right well, now. I didn't but... notice. So. <laughs> I have, like, 927 unread emails. And, like, 90% of them are newsletters, which not proud of it. But, you mm-hmm. know, some people are like, I have 900 work emails. I'm like, oh, I have 900 emails from uh, just random people, just their hobbies and the things that I, I don't know. know why I'm reading about. But I like that. It, it gives me like makes me good at trivia or something like I don't know like but yes you are my first official female guest on the podcast <laughs> it just happened this way it's very weird like I didn't try to not talk to women but it's like I, I mean they, they have been recorded but they're just not out yet and um yeah it's fine I'm just teasing you really I think it's hard being vulnerable to strangers for women mm. eh, who knows actually uh, I yeah, I don't know. Most things that you one can talk about are like very accomplishment related without having to oh, dig into. That's dig interesting. Into, That's an yeah. interesting perspective. I never consider that because, like, oh, I guess like because okay, so so <laughs> sometimes like I I maybe this is the same way of thinking about it, but like I like to. I don't know if this was a previous occupation hazard being like a music photographer, where primarily a lot of musicians are men. And yeah. then so I've just gotten used to like photographing men, but I, I generally have more fun photographing men, especially the men who've never been photographed really. Like I think they don't, they don't have the same pressure that women do. Like that's my theory that like, you know, a yeah, woman, if I you photograph a woman, they'll be like, you'll see the photo and be like, 
there are five million things wrong with my face. This is not good. It's not my best angle. Uh, but if you show a guy, even if it's like a very average photo, they're like very happy to like and I mean, be seen. And it's so not, I, it's like the same yeah. thing when maybe doing a podcast. Some like guys, because then sometimes they just reduce them to like certain topics that maybe guys would talk about. But then if you actually like ask them like other stuff, like maybe they actually have a lot more to say. I don't know. Maybe like, yeah. Yeah. But. I mean, like also like female artists are under the under a different mis- mic- microscope because of having to focus on their appearances. So of course they're going to nitpick that yeah. themselves and see that in themselves. I mean, that's just, that's whole, um, a huge other topic that we can talk about for hours, I would say. But like, even with, I think like, I like your podcast because you like talking to people about themselves or yeah. like how you know them right now or... Yeah. Or I'm stoked for this 30th for your birthday because Again, I might have been off more than I can chew. Because yesterday's episode was like, I could keep this whole thing as it is. Like, it's like an hour long. But I was like, it's because originally my plan was to like put them in one episode, so maybe 20 minutes each. But now I'm like, what about three episodes? Because <laughs> there is some like interesting stuff that like, but I also want like everyone to listen to all three and not just like see the person they know and just only listen to that episode because I think it's really like rounds of the experience. So I'll just have to do some like just have to edit it. Keep it tight. Keep it tight. Keep it tight. Keep it tight. Well, let me check my list. I think we covered most of it. You're right. On my list, it was like, what's your ideal birthday look like? I was like, oh, you answered it. I was in Paris. I mean, honestly, my ideal birth. I actually have struggles with my birthday, like birthdays. One, I have a summer birthday, as do you, but like middle of August, no one was ever around when I was a kid. No one's ever around as an adult because people are at cottages or away on vacation or things like that. And like, ultimately, I know that what I want is just to have all my friends together in one place. Yeah. But all my friends are from like disparate groups of people. So (laughs) it's like, not that I, I would, like, not that no one would mesh in the same gathering right like it's not like they would all hate each other or whatever yeah but it just feels so disjointed so I actually don't mind celebrating my birthdays by myself and then having little things throughout the month (laughs) very Leo of you to say (laughs) okay I can argue with that the most because most birthday month celebrators are not August babies let me just tell you that what is that what do you wait who are the I guess September September there's a lot of September parties no like there's a lot of people who ask like who want a whole month to celebrate them and usually it isn't a Leo I will say that because Leo's which I'm sign just, are we? Oh, it's like all across the other, like all across the board. Oh, okay. I know sure, Aquarius, sure. like I know okay. February birthdays. I know okay. March, January. Okay. Yeah. But like most Leos aren't that way. And I would say that because they've grown up knowing disappointment. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, okay. man. But honestly, though, yeah. I just love spending time and hanging out with my friends. So, like, I will happily have a day to myself. This is the most Leo thing. I will have a day to myself, go to the spa, get a mani and just go to the art gallery by myself. Sounds great. Yeah. 
I thought about it too. I was like, oh, I'm turning 30. Like if it were in the pandemic, like I, I probably was like, I thought about the same. I was like, oh, I would probably spend it. Like I would go travel somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if I didn't get a job a few months ago, I probably would have done that. But uh, maybe, yeah. So you think about that. Now um, you can just have a party or like have good food or yeah. like, I don't know, spend it outside. <laughs> you should have that like big gathering thing with all your disjointed friends i think that would be fun because like i i, I kind of did that once when i turned maybe when i was 26 I, I to be fair i was kind of very i was not in a good place at that time i was mentally not in a good place yeah. and then i was just like okay i need to i didn't do a big party in when i was 25 like i never do big parties i'm just gonna do this one and just say i've done it um i did it and then i invited like everyone i know it was fine um and then you know people from different parts of my life met it was it was like it was fine and then after that i was thinking like like it's a good reason to have it also because like i think in most people's life the only place this might occur if that person gets married Mm -hmm. where you invite everyone Mm mm-hmm and like from all parts of your life low-key i just want to elope and before pandemic elopements were a thing i've wanted i've said this that i just want to elope but i definitely want to have a reception party with good food like my important yeah. things are good food and dancing okay and so i would have okay and obviously all my friends in one place to your point and so i would definitely have to have like celebration yeah and maybe you're going somewhere else where we should just have our own things to like get all of our friends in one place yeah but i okay this is also the thing i don't like birthdays because i low-key don't like all of the attention on me it's really stressful same i like going around to all my different friend groups and hanging out with them but like having all of the attention on me is a lot yeah i've been uh i've had to plan my own birthday dinner for my mom like it's my mom because my mom wants the dinner i want to reiterate my mom wants to celebrate my birthday not not i want to celebrate my birthday so yeah that's been a struggle the last two weeks but uh you know so we i think we reached a good compromise we're gonna it's it's a dinner um it's got like my parents you know relatives and like two of my closest friends so i think like because before it was just gonna be like me and relatives i was like Oh, I mean, I could have invited my other friends too, but I was like, maybe it's too many people. I also like, you know, family can be insane. You have to have really close friends to meet your extended family. So, so yeah, I'm not excited. Right? Like I dread. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't like the attention on me too. Just like, like I want to be seen, but also invisible. Like not to acknowledge me, like acknowledge me, but not too much. <laughs> I, I understand where you're coming from. My thing is, I just like don't want all of the spotlight on me and i'd like i'd like being around people so i just want to have an excuse to gather people yeah yeah, yeah. and like have little pockets of time with everyone so my mom too has been like you should just invite everyone to our big backyard and i'm like yeah maybe i will do that but then i have to plan that so yeah and get people arrange people rides to go to pickering i know exactly yeah so it'll it'll be interesting but yeah this is what See, things that happen in our 20s still happen in our 30s. Oh, I think what was surprising, like, my one of my aunts moved, like, in Hong Kong. She ended up moving back in with my grandmother. Um, And I'm talking about, like, a 50-something-year-old woman living with <laughs> a 70-something-year-old woman. You, she, she, like, my grandmother will still be like, why are you getting home so late to my aunt? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this shit never changes. Like... It never changes, I especially think it's a just, parent-child yeah. relationship. I found, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any advice for like 
younger people? Honestly, just time makes it easier to get more confident in yourself. Trust the choices that you are making for yourself because only you know you. Oh my gosh, these are all like weird (laughs) inspirational poster wall like things, but they're also true. Like only you know yourself. So you are the only person who can make those choices for yourself. One of the things I realized as I got older is that unfortunately all the cliches are true. Are true. They are true. Like as annoying as you like you'll be like you just want to be original and you're like no that's you're not, not original no. yeah you're not original all the cliches are true they're so true but really just do the work to understand yourself and listen to yourself and they'll take you to your 30s where you can make this similar but different mistakes again <laughs> that's a lovely ending do you want to do your classifieds <laughs> Oh my goodness. You can find me on Instagram at Unibay, E-U-N-I-B-A-E. Yes, my last name is Bay. Um, and I have a weekly-ish newsletter at letters.byunis.com. Cool. Are you yeah. still looking for a job? I am looking for a job in people operations. Um, but yeah, that's, okay. that's right. where I'm at. Okay. You can find her if you need someone in people ops. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stop recording and then we can talk about <laughs> dating in this city. Okay, repeat that line again. <laughs> I want to say this earlier, but I'll say it now. But I feel like men are scared about their 30s. They like freak out when they turn 30. Do you think it's because like, it's because they have different kind of pressure than we do? But also 100%. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, honestly, that is exactly what it is. And now it's so much more serious. But it's it's just so funny to hear people panic. And most of the time, it's men panicking about how they haven't become who they thought that they would be by the time they're 30. So they either quit their jobs completely, change careers, move to the other side of the country, or like, I don't know, like, get married and have a kid within like six months. Of, oh, yeah. Yes. Well, that's not really possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like... They get married and then start having kids the first person like, they meet when they turn 30. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it is 100% my opinion that it's because of society and how they have really messed up how men perceive adulthood and how yeah. they in their going onwards. <laughs> or a sense is like, you're like fucking around throughout your 20s and all of a sudden you're 30 and you feel you have to have ownership together. But like, it doesn't happen like that. Like, it's not going to snap a button like and like. No. they don't they like there's it's so like i i know so many of my guy friends around 28 29 they were having these existential crises and they didn't know what to do and they just like moved or quit or did did everything that i listed off and it just like it's because they've never had to face this um understanding of themselves they've never had to like really be introspective to the same degree that i think women have who have questioned every facet of their being of like of up to 30 years old because a lot of our things have been tied to our fertility yeah and getting married and all of that stuff but like men they haven't had to do that so yeah i'm interested to hear how yeah how how much panic is around that And that's what Eunice left us with. She said that part after I stopped recording and I was like, no, we need this on tape. 
say it again. Anyway, Eunice brought up some interesting observations that I will definitely be thinking about until I get to talk to her next time. And you can find all the ways to contact Eunice and the link to read her newsletter in the show notes. And if you haven't yet, subscribe and follow wherever you're listening and maybe also set up that push notification just so you don't miss any episodes. Thank you for listening. And if you have any thoughts about anything you heard or want to hear, let me know. The podcast also has a website now at IamThinkingAboutYou.com. I'm also recording this on June 24th, 2022. So um, there's no good segue for it, really. But this morning, the news came out that the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. And I think as we were having these conversations, the whole series, I, you know, the topic of parenthood came up. Even like I kind of knew that's the sense that people generally think about that stuff when you're in your 30s. But I um, I didn't know how my friends were feeling about it. And, you know, we usually don't have those conversations. Um, but really, like it was so much of it is about choice. Really, we're only we are able to even have these discussions because we have choices. Um, like being able to say that I'm not ready to be a parent yet. That's that's a that's a privilege and like now or something maybe that we have taken for granted for our generation um yeah um i don't know what else to say other than this all sucks and like of course like this is fuck yeah um i'm in canada and a lot of my guests and probably listeners are also based in canada so you know it's easy to think that U.S. politics have nothing to do with us, but I think we all have seen it's never that case. Um, You know, this has definitely made me look more into what's happening with reproductive rights in Canada. Um, Yeah, like, it's just, it's just like, what the fuck is going to happen? I don't know. Like, I don't know what the next 20 years is or the next 10 years is even going to look like. Um, So, and, and it shouldn't, you know, choices shouldn't be for only the people who could afford to make those choices so yeah um i'm sorry to leave this episode on such a such a grim note but anyway um here's the part where i'm gonna talk about the next episode of the series i'm going to be talking to my friend aram collier he's in his 40s and he's a parent so we'll be hearing from a father's perspective and here's a little teaser from our conversation. Just what life does, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just yeah. like it it just like life is hard and it cuts you down and um and and part of part of it is just like figuring it out and and having and and still fe- trying to feel okay about what you're doing and and towards that is just like I mean, being a parent now for me, now that they're older, the hardest part is realizing um my deficiencies or the things that I haven't or, or that are hard as a parent and and knowing that they're gonna remember it oh you yeah. know because it's like so yeah don't forget to check back again in a few days for the last episode in this mini series with Aram I know the news suck but I hope you take care of yourself and I'm thinking about you <laughs>